What's up, everybody? Happy Sunday. It is your guy, Izzy, here on the Built in Buffalo Network on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Feel free to uh, jump in the comments and uh, ask questions and see what's going on. I'm happy to be here with my 53-man roster uh, prediction, which was asked for by a few of our uh, Built in Buffalo family. So here we are. Uh, did all of the skill positions or uh, all the position groups that were on the team, every player from the guy who's going to make the practice squad or the guy who's just here to be a camp body, all the way to the starters and the stars. Everybody has been accounted for uh, in those videos, I think, except one. I think that was Alex Kappa, who's probably a camp body, um, but couldn't find anything on him and didn't see him on there when I did that video. But neither here nor there. Uh, we are here to discuss the 53-man roster. And as usual, I've put together a show, a little slide show, to go over it. I'll be going in and out and uh, addressing every skill position that we have. I keep saying skill position. We're not talking about just receivers and running backs. Uh, every position that we have on the roster and how many I believe we'll keep from each position. All right? So here we go. I'm going to go ahead and remove my border. Boop. We're borderless. And we're going to get right into it. Uh, I'm definitely looking at your comments, and, I, and I'm happy to address any and everything because it's what I do. I always you know, talk to you guys, and I'm very interactive. Uh, in the crowd so far, we have John Herring, and we have FGH, my guys, here for each show as usual. Love you guys and everybody else who comes on. So let's see what we got going on here. Oh, Lone is in the house. There we go. First roster projection, curious to see how it changes as time goes. Yeah, uh, so this is the first roster prediction, as you can see in the uh, description, with the players that we have on the team right now. Right? Like So let's say they sign Joe, Joe Hayden next week. That could be something that makes me change my mind. So this is based on who we have on the roster now. Changes could happen where somebody else is brought on, but this is only encompassed or only encompasses players who are currently with the Bills, all right? So just to be clear and specific on that, I'm not predicting any signings or anything like that because that, that's that's just a lot more to, to add to the uh, equation. So based on who we have right now, if we don't add anybody else, this is what it is. What's up, Kim? No, you the man. Appreciate you being back here. But I thought it was interesting that they didn't announce OG's ribs from the car accident earlier. Oh, geez. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Give me some more context than that. And uh, I'll I'll look into it, I guess. But uh, I know I did see one piece of uh, news earlier today that was pretty sad, and that was that uh, wide receiver John Mechie for the Houston Texans drafted, I believe, out of Georgia, was diagnosed with canceled. So, yeah, it is what it is. Oh, Saffold's got a rib issue. Well, I mean, he's got plenty of time to recover from that, so we'll see. Plus, I think we're we're, we're okay at guard. Uh, you know, we have Questenberry, we have other guys who are in there. So, yeah, we'll see. I appreciate you, FGH, my guy. But um, yeah, I guess I guess we'll talk about that when we get to that position group. Um, for some position groups, I didn't like separate guards and tackles. I went like the entire starting five for the offensive line and in reserves, so on and so forth. Um, I think that's the only group I did that with. No, it's not. Uh, you'll see as we go along. You'll be like, oh, someone's missing from this, and they won't be missing. They're just on a later slide. 
for because they're not here for that specific position, like Tywin Jones. Okay, so let's just just realize that if someone's someone's not there, that that you're almost positive is going to be on this team, and they may be on 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 my last slide. All right, so without further ado, we're going to go ahead and jump right in. First position group is the quarterbacks. <clears throat> now, we all know that the Bills only keep two quarterbacks on the active roster, right? We have Matt Barkley. We have Case Keenum. We have Josh Allen as our starter, obviously. Now, I think that Josh Allen, of course, will be on the roster, and I think that Case Keenum will be the number two. Uh, they actually gave up draft capital for him, so he'll be number two, and then Matt Barkley will likely end up on a practice squad again this year. Uh, I think it's very unlikely that they keep a, another quarterback, especially when they have other guys at other positions that contribute game to game. Right? So I don't think this one's a very difficult one at all. It's Josh, you know, and Keenum. And that, that's basically it. So pulling that down, let me know what you guys think. Say hello, Izzy. What's going on, Penny? Good to see you again. Happy you're here. We have Facebook user. Uh, I don't know why he doesn't have your name or anything, but welcome to the party. I, I, I'm pretty sure we, you've been here, but maybe you just don't care to have your, your stuff out there. Say, go Bills. Josh Allen did well after he got going. Rookies did great. That's excellent news. I appreciate that. Uh, I didn't get to see much on training camp today. Uh, focusing on this show and then taking care of family, getting food squared away, stuff like that. So, yeah, it was tough. Uh, John Herring, John Mechie situ- uh, thing is sad. I wanted to draft him. Yeah, it, it is It is very sad. Um, if I remember correctly, he was the Georgia wide receiver, right? Um, I think it was Georgia. I was looking him up earlier. Let me see if he's still on my, uh, my Google here. John Mechie played for, was it Bama? was born in Taiwan. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, it looks like Bama. So, whoops. Wrong B, uh, SEC team. Uh, yep, college went to Alabama. So, so he's an Alabama wide receiver who reminded me most of Isaiah McKenzie. Uh, he's a you know shorter guy, I believe. He's fast. Yeah, he's, no, he's 5'11", so he's way bigger than McKenzie. 27, but he's a fast, he's a fast uh, wide receiver. And he was also drafted in the CFL seventh round. That's weird. But yeah, a sad, sad situation with John Mechie. Said the Bills worked out an O lineman today, Jamil Demby. He's a Cromer guy. He's appeared in six games for the Rams, and he started only one. Okay, I mean, so possibly a camp body or or maybe a reserve if they want to get rid of somebody. Uh, like if Botker is not ready, keep him on the roster. So we cannot be safe. I am driving and don't want to miss the live stream. I love it. Hey, just put me on the sound, man. You can hear everything I got to say. I'm going to say everything. I'm going to read it all out, and then I'm going to read comments. So don't have to worry about that. All right, so Brent, drive safe. Just listen. Look at it like a podcast. Actually, this comes out on Mondays in podcast form, if I'm correct, on the Built-in Buffalo Podcast Network on Apple and um, Spotify and all that stuff. So check us out there. Like, if you need to not be watching this and you have you know you want to listen to it later you can always check it out there say john herring you're right god bless that kid yeah exactly say kim matt is good for the practice squad good locker room guy yeah i agree very much so 
And APL is the most curable form of leukemia. So hopefully his career is only on temporary hold. Yeah, it is curable. He's also very young, so his immune system is nice and strong. And he's in Houston. They have a lot of good medical care there. So I'm I'm praying for the kid. Said I don't want I don't know why it has me FB name user. I'm Joshua McKinney. Okay, I remember Joshua McKinney. I've, I've seen the name before in, in our groups on Facebook. So, yeah. And Diamond user for your group. Yeah. So, I've seen you around. I just, for some reason on here, it pops up Facebook user. But other Facebook users like Brent Harmon pop up as Brent Harmon. Might be something in your settings. But, yeah. Uh, Matt Barkley is, is likely a practice squad guy to me. He's, he's a very solid guy. Don't be sorry, buddy. You know, I'm sorry about. I'm just glad you're here. It just—I I didn't know who you were, so I didn't know how to address you. But yeah, um, Barkley's probably in the practice squad. We have Keenum, who's a good backup, who's already got a previous rapport with Stefan Diggs. He's accurate. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes. He's also not as athletic as Josh. We all know that, but you know, not a lot of guys are. He's here because he he can hold on the fort for a few weeks. Hold down the fort for a few weeks if Josh got hurt or, you know, something happened and he needed to play, he could play. So, yeah, I actually like the addition of Case Keenum very much so. So he's the number two guy. So we'll get back to the next position group, running backs. And here they go. We have running back Devin Singletary, number 26. Number 28, James Cook. Number 41, Reggie Gilliam. And number 20, Zach Moss. So these are our running backs that I'm pretty sure we're going to keep. The reason why I have us keeping all these guys is because they're all different, right? None of them have the same qualities, right? Gilliam's the fullback. The other three are halfbacks. <clears throat> and that's what it boils down to. So when you look at it, Devin Singletary is your your back. He's 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 probably your your lead back. He's he's your first and second down guy most of the time. He's going to carry most of the load, but he's not a workhorse back, right? He, they they keep him kind of on a pitch count a lot of the time because he saw so much, you know, so much in college. So, you know, you, you slow down a little bit with how much you give him the ball, you know, 15, 16 times a game, and you have a bunch of supporting cast that can take over when he needs to come out. James Cook is a dime. Uh, yeah. Said, God bless Josh and don't let him get hurt. Yep. And I love James Cook. He's nasty. Absolutely he is. Uh, James Cook is a very versatile back. Uh, good compliment to Devin Singletary. Devin Singletary is not that great a receiver, but he can catch the ball. Uh, he's more for your running plays. You're going to you know, see some shiftiness out of him. He's got some power to him, but you know he's better at shaking out his shoes, but he doesn't have the speed. The long speed. He's got good burst, but his speed overall is meh. You know, it's okay. So that's that's Devin Singletary in a nutshell. Then you have James Cook, who is a speedy guy. 441 speed, 442 speed. Uh, you know, he, he's 5'11, 199. So he's not much smaller than Devin Singletary overall when it comes to weight and everything. But Devin's like 5'7, 5'8, 205. So you know, Cook is leaner, which explains why he's faster, way faster. He's also a much better receiver. 
Not as good of a pass blocker, though. So de- so he's going to be your guy on passing downs, you know, which is going to be on every down, really, that can go out of the backfield. He can go out of the slot. He can go out wide. He can, you know, do all kinds of things as running back. And he can run the ball. And he has very low mileage on him. He doesn't have a lot of uh, a lot of carries back in Georgia. He ran out of a uh, backfield that had a lot of guys that carried the rock for him. So you don't have to worry about him having that super load that Devin Singletary had in college. And it may be actually be showing a shift in the paradigm that the Bills like to keep at running back, where they're moving more towards a an old school Philadelphia Eagles Brian uh, Brian Westbrook type of deal. That's how I see the Bills uh, going forward. So he's he's the guy right there that's going to be the the number two back in my opinion. Then Gilliam's the fullback slash tight end slash special teamer. He's a jack of all trades. He's kind of like Micah Hyde was for the Packers, but on offense. And then also on special teams. So uh, we all like Reggie Gilliam. You know, every year he seems to be able to get a touchdown somehow, some way. And he's a solid blocker out of the fullback position. He's a solid receiver out of the fullback position. And on special teams, he's a solid tackler. So, yeah, I'm, I'm perfectly content with keeping Reggie Gilliam on his roster. It's, it's weird how, how beloved he seems to be by Bills fans, you know, because he's a fullback, but he, he's humble, he's hungry, and he's willing to go out there and put in the work. So that's him. And then the last guy, of course – uh, is Zach Moss, and he's the one whose position may be in question uh, due to the, uh, was it Duke Johnson being on the roster? But I've heard nothing of Duke Johnson since he's been here. So I don't know if he's beating out Zach Moss for that job, but I also don't know what Zach's done because I haven't heard anything about him either. He's the power back. He's the guy who's going to go in there, and if you need the two yards, he's going to get you your two yards, and if you need ten, he's going to get you two. But if you need the two, he's going to get you your two yards. So Zach Moss bringing that power dynamic that Duke Johnson doesn't bring could be what keeps him on this roster. And that's, that's what I think. I think that, that he's going to be on this team and that Duke Johnson will either end up on the practice squad or flat out cut and go somewhere else. So we'll see. Um, but he's the kind of guy you'd like to keep around if you could, because if you lose a Devin Singletary or a James Cook, you want to be able to bring in a guy who can do what those two do. And he's kind of an in-between of those two. He can run the ball pretty well. He can catch the ball really well. Uh, and he's a, he's a better uh, pass blocker than James Cook. So there's that. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and hit some of these comments, though. Uh, we got Dalton Smith coming in. What's up? Hey, what's up, man? What's up? That was my first comment when I saw uh, Herring hit me up here. All right. May not keep Moss. Already have two backs that won't be playing special teams. Yeah, it's true. That's true. Um, but. I still think we keep three backs like we did last year. We kept Matt Breida. We kept Zach Moss. And we kept Devin Singletary plus Reggie Gilliam. And then the special teamer. So the other guy is, is in a different slide with special teamers. So we'll let that rest where it is. Allentown, you're damn right. Sub Dalton? Hey. Sub Josh? Yep. Uh, Lone Wolf, let's see how Cook fares running between the tackles in the NFL. Indeed, you know, um, I think we'll see a lot better running formations and we'll see a lot more effective run blocking. So I don't think it's going to be as tragic as some of you guys think. And Josh and Dalton are having a conversation out here. Cool. Uh, You said Duke Johnson is getting cut. Probably. That's what my prediction is. Uh, But he could end up on the practice squad, you know, because everybody's eligible. 
Said Moss is going to have to earn it if he keeps getting hurt. Well, yeah, he's going to have to earn it. That's all of these guys. And then they probably want to run him a lot between the tackles. Or probably won't run him. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't think that they'll run him a lot between the tackles. But I still think they will because you want teams to believe that you're willing to do that. You don't want some guy going out there and all he does is catch passes because then they know you're not running the ball. You know, you don't want somebody going out there and all he does is catch passes or run outside. You want this person to be versatile. Um, but, yeah, I, I get your point. I don't think he'll be doing that much. But moving on. Next position group. Wide receivers. So we all know that they're probably keeping six guys. We got Stefan Diggs. We got Gabriel Davis, Jamison Crowder, Khalil Shakir, Isaiah McKenzie, and Tavon Austin. Now, some of you guys are going to question why I have Tavon Austin there uh, when we have somebody like um, freaking why am I spacing on the guy's name who I do like he was a rookie last year. Damn it. I'm sure one of you guys is going to tell me. But, uh, yeah, uh, I think Tavon Austin is going to be here, and he's going to be a gadget guy and a return guy. You have now Diggs and Davis, your outside guys. You have Shakir and Crowder, who are your inside guys. Khalil Shakir and Davis can both play out and in, so you can mix those guys up. Uh, there we go in the comments. Lone Wolf hit me up with Stevenson. So we got Stevenson out there, and Stevenson can you know very well take Tavon's place. It could be him, but I think they I think they're gonna go with the veteran and, and stick with Tavon and put Stevenson on the practice squad one more time. If there's anybody you want him to learn the kick return game from, it would be a Tavon Austin. So it would be a benefit from him. We have our rights to 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 Stevenson for you know four whole years after he was drafted. Right? He his rights belong to us. So you wouldn't you're gonna want to keep him. But yeah, uh see that's so what do all of those wide receivers have in common that are listed? They're all 4-4 guys. Ah, uh, they are not. They are not. Diggs and Davis are 4-5 guys. Uh, the rest of them are 4-4 guys. So Isaiah McKenzie and Shakir ran 4-4-2. I believe Tavon Austin is actually a 4-3 guy. And then Jamison Crowder ran a 4-4-8, I believe, if I'm correct. I did, I did the slides earlier. Uh, you know, a few weeks ago, but yeah, uh, Davis and Diggs, who are, are one and two, did not run four four. Uh, close though. Well, D Davis was D Davis ran a four five three, uh, Diggs ran a four five six. So, yeah, they all have they're they're all pretty quick. Said so cutting on a dime, Diggs is the best. Look, he he is one of, he is the best route runner in the NFL. If you ask me, end of story. Because he's not that fast he's pretty fast and he can get by you but he is the best from what i can tell at making you leave your shoes in place said why did mcdermott sit digs for those three or four games probably to you know reserve him a little bit you know he he does a lot of work that you know digs does a lot of things with his feet you know and probably to rest him up you know it is what it is said and gabe davis is mean he is mean. His route running has come along a lot well, too. So we'll see. But uh, back to the Tavon Austin thing. I think Tavon Austin is going to be here for a year for veteran support to help a lot of our younger guys get the kick return game down. And I think he'll be the kick returner this year and the punt returner this year. 
and he'll be the guy who goes out there because you know he doesn't fumble a lot on kick returns. He is a very good, solid, technical kick return man, and they're, they're trying to shore up everything. They want to make sure we don't lose a game because of a kick return. It, it is what it is. I'm, I'm cool with that. I do not. Let's see. But, yeah, uh, that, that's, how, that's how I see the wide receiver position panning out. You got it going. Diggs, Davis, Crowder, Shakir, uh, McKenzie, and uh, Tavon Austin. And again, Tavon and Isaiah McKenzie, two gadget guys. They can run gadget plays. You know, you can actually run some wildcat if you really want. It's not really been a thing lately from what I've seen, but, you know, you could do it with those two guys. And that would be crazy with all that speed on the field, but yeah, I would uh, I wouldn't mind seeing some of that implemented. Just you know, to have the occasional fool you play, but I think that the team is pretty much set at wide receiver. I think that they got who they want right now. Uh, I wouldn't be mad if they brought in a veteran, but I doubt it's going to happen at this point. I think they believe in their guys, so we all know who the guys are, uh, except for the Tavon Austin versus Stevenson argument, but. We'll see. Marquez Stevenson could come in here and, and take that spot, and I wouldn't mind being wrong. It's okay. I've been wrong before. I'll be wrong again. Now, tight ends. Of course, of course, number 88, Dawson Knox, is making his team. And I hope he gets his, his extension. Uh, I love Dawson Knox. Love me some Dawson Knox. And, uh, yeah, he's he, he, he's a powerhouse. As you can see, the uh, picture I, I chose for him is him when he blew up Jesse Bates in that Bengals game. Then we have O.J. Howard, who I think we're going to keep. I think he's going to come along very nicely uh, once he figures out this whole scheme and you know gets his feet under him. And then I got us keeping Jalen Weidermeyer. Uh, I know a lot of guys like Tommy Sweeney. Uh, I personally don't think that we're going to keep Tommy Sweeney. I think he'll end up on the practice squad possibly. But he hasn't really shown me enough to make me feel like he deserves a spot in this team. So Dawson Knox, as my, as my guys out here are saying, Knox is a bull in a china shop. You're damn right he is. Dude's a hammer. He's a hammer. Knox is great. Yep. I love the TD he had when Allen was trying to throw it out of bounds. Absolutely. I'm just glad he didn't drop it. Because, <laughs> you know, that would have sent... Bills Mafia into an uproar, but absolutely. <sighs> Lord have mercy. Here we go. It's Sunday. Yep. But yeah, uh, Dawson Knox, last year he came alive. I'm not going to put get on my spiel about it because we'll talk about that enough. But Dawson Knox, if he continues to progress this way, he's going to be a top tight end in the NFL. And we'll see if they uh, extend him or if they try and go a different route. But I personally think that, you know, Dawson Knox will be fine. Absolutely. You know, O.J. Howard's got to stay healthy, and he picked the right place to do it. We have the best trainers and training facility in the NFL. Come on now. Said so three tight ends, a little surprised, but you never know. I don't think three tight ends is too surprising because, you know, if one goes down, you're down to one. Right? You don't want to do that. But, yeah. So, actually, that's true. Diggs did run a four four six in the 40. Yep. So Master Pranks is right about Diggs. Oh, he ran a 4-4-6? I thought he ran a 4-5-6. 
My bad. I've been wrong before, and I'll be wrong again. Said so Dustin's hands got so much better last year. You know, I don't I don't necessarily know if it was bad hands or if it was like his concentration. Like he's looking away from the ball before he catches it, and that's just a no-no. I think his hands have always been fine. It's just his concentration has had to get better. And I think that, you know, with the offseason going to tight end you and learning how to concentrate better on the entire process of catching the football and then running upfield or, you know, taking whatever hit is you're about to take, I think that that really helped Dawson Knox going forward. And I think that Dawson Knox is going to be a, a very good key piece to this offense. Now to the offensive line. Here we go. So we have, in no particular order, uh, you know, when I made this slide, it, it kind of just put him wherever it wanted to, so that's cool. Yeah, you know, I ain't perfect, but I try. He might not, but he ran it, so, uh, you know, I'd rather be official and have the correct number. All right, so we got um, 71, Ryan Bates, our left guard. We got Roger Saffold, our right guard. We've got Mitch Morse at center, Spencer Brown at right tackle, and Deion Dawkins at left tackle. Again, I, I was unable to sort these out the way I wanted them to go, but I don't care because all the starters are there, and you all know where they play, so it is what it is. Uh, Dawson, uh, Deion Dawkins, outstanding left tackle. Uh, at this point, his deal that we signed, was um you know was a lot for the time but now it's looking like a bargain and he is now going into the second year of that and he's worth it been worth every penny same thing with Mitch Morse Mitch Morse was made a pretty high paid uh, a center and he's a top 10 center in the NFL dude's doing his thing said so, Weidemeyer has decent film I like his pickup so I, I I think I did miss talking about Weidemeyer. I'll go back to that after this. But I think Weidemeyer, because he was sick when he went to the Combine and, and underperformed, I'll just talk about it now. Screw it. Uh, Weidemeyer underperformed at the Combine, and that killed his draft stock. He was supposed to be like a third-round pick. But, you know, then that whole Combine thing happened, which he shouldn't have gone. And, you know, that, that's fine. But now he's on our team. And I think that he actually is more of a hoss than what he performed at the combine. And, you know, a lot of times people outperform their combine numbers anyway. You see all the time people with a low RAS score, you know, take care of business. But usually it takes a lot of hard work. So we'll see. Um, but, yeah, Ryan Bates, you know, he earned his deal last year when he came in for um, – was it Ike Botker got hurt? Uh, and before him, Cody Ford got sat down. And it was just a revolving door at left guard. But then when we put Ryan Bates in there, you know, he took over the spot. And he just looked good doing it. I, mean, we, I, I can't knock Ryan Bates for, you know, doing what he was supposed to do. Ryan Bates, you know, deserves his spot. So that's that. He got his four-year, $17 million deal. We matched the Bears' offer. Uh, then we have um, Roger Saffold, excellent, excellent, excellent uh, run grader. He goes out there and he just, you know, grades the road and makes lanes for running backs. And then we have, uh, you know, Docs and Spencer Brown. Spencer Brown on the other side. Last year, he was 
not excellent, but he definitely looked like he improved over the year. As time went on, he looked like he belonged more and more, and he's very athletic. So we're, we're going to see how he goes. We're going to see how he goes. Uh, my man Brent Harmon here uh, maintaining that Cody Ford sucks. Hey, you know, I, I can't argue Cody Ford sucks, right? Under OG Bobby Johnson, he did suck, right? It was, it was bad. He was not a fit, but you never know. Under Cromer, he may fit. So we'll see. We'll see. We got anyone catch the Cover One podcast that Bates went on? Extremely. So I've seen Ryan Bates in a bunch of different interviews, and yeah, he's very, very intelligent guy. But I don't know if Cody Ford's got to go, man. If he goes out there in, in training camp and lights it up under Cromer because the you know blocking scheme has changed, you know I don't know. He could he could earn his way back into good graces. As of right now, I have to agree with you though. He he's he's the odd man out. He's the one who will have to go. But I don't think he's going to not be on his team. You know, I think I think he's going to be on his team and he'll play out his contract and be done. See. My man FGA is coming to my rescue, my guy. Master <laughs> Maston Park is isn't perfect, but he's right about most things, and he's ahead of the game when it comes to football. It's comforting to know that Diggs has speed and his skill set. I appreciate it. You know, I, I'm not perfect. You know, I'll acknowledge that anytime in day. I, I've been wrong before. I'll be wrong again as usual. See, uh, waste of a second round pick, in my opinion. You know, again, under coach Bobby Johnson. That is totally accurate. Cannot argue that. Uh, what I can argue is that maybe it just wasn't the right scheme fit for him. And that happens just like it did with uh, Wyatt Teller. Now he's one of the best guards in the league. So that type of stuff happens. It is what it is. And Ford finally coming in healthy so he has no excuses. No, he doesn't. It's, it's make or break this year. So he goes offside 90% of the time. Ah, I don't know. Cody's garbage. You know, again, I, I'm not going to argue that with you guys. He's played pretty trash. See, Ford will be working with Cromer now. He's got to show. Yeah, exactly. So he's got a, he's got a better offensive line coach now, but he still has to do that work. That work needs to be done if you want him to show that he can, you know, be a guy on the team. We'll see. Like Cody Ford could do it, but you got to you got to do the work and you got to show me. Period, and that's that's not me. You know, that's the coaches. So we'll, we'll see. Akeem, my man, King Rich in the house. Welcome to the show, boss. All right, so we got the uh, the next slide in my little slideshow here. Boop, boop. These are the reserve offensive linemen, and I have Ike Botker, Cody Ford, Greg Mans, and David Questenberry. So Ike Botker is a guard. Cody Ford, guard and tackle flex. Greg Mans, guard and center flex, and David Questenberry, tackling guard flex. So as you notice, most of these guys have flexes from one position to another, and that's why I kept these four, right? This is why I kept these four guys, because three of the four have position flex within the offensive line. Guard tackle, guard tackle, guard center. So you have two guys who can back up at guard and tackle, you have one guy who can back up a guard in center, and then you have another guy who's just really a guard, which is Ike Botker. But even still, that's flexible left and right. So this right here shows me pretty good. I think that these guys are, are, are going to make the team. Granted, Ike Botker might be on the pup list, 
and that might open a spot for somebody else. Maybe they keep him at Barkley on the roster. Uh, maybe they decide that they want to go ahead and uh, bring on another offensive lineman. We have a couple of guys uh, who are on the team, maybe like an Alex Kappa or something like that. We'll see, but I don't know. Said Cap notes are that Ford showed up huge. I would have felt better if he slimmed down a bit given the offense. Okay, so when you said showed up huge, I thought you meant he looked good, but now you're saying he's fat, so we'll see. Said Forrest should get plenty of playing time in preseason games. He'll have a chance to prove himself. I agree. Said Cromer and McDermott love flexibility and versatility on their O-linemen. McDermott likes that in a lot of players. Man, He likes guys who can do more than one thing. Right? Then, you, then you don't have to, you know, roster somebody at a different position. It's like when Gilliam first got here, he was a tight end, but he doubled as a fullback. And in doubling as a fullback, you know, that allowed him to take a roster spot, and they only had to keep three tight ends, and that made DeMarco expendable. I know a lot of Bills Mafia didn't like that we got rid of DeMarco, uh, but I was fine with it. You know, I like I like uh, Gilliam, and he does a lot more things, so that. But those are my backup offensive linemen. I think that those guys will be fine. I like David Questenberry. His PFF rating was very, very good. I know a lot of people don't put a lot of weight in PFF, but when he went out there, he won. And that's really what, what matters to me. For a moment there, thought the Q was a Z in Questenberry. It was the font, but, you know, it's all good. Who the hell is that? Who's that? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the Questenberry, I think, is going to be a very nice addition and if somebody gets hurt, I'm very confident in him going in there and being the mauler that he is. And he's actually he actually graded at like an 80 something in you know in everything. Let me see if I if I still have that slideshow on here. Nope. Took that one off. What the heck? See, so, yeah, I am wondering what we have in Tenuta. Okay, so Luke Tenuta. He'll be on a practice squad, in my opinion. He is a very technically sound offensive lineman, but he's not a very physically imposing guy. He's huge, but strength-wise and speed-wise, he's not that guy. right? So he has to be smarter with his feet. He's got to be more aware because he doesn't have the, the burst that other offensive linemen have. Right? He, he just doesn't have the pedigree of you know Cody Ford, who has the pedigree to be great. He's just underperforming. Uh, Tenuta has the ability to do the opposite of that. So you never know. He might take Cody Ford's spot. If Cody Ford doesn't show up and, you know, like he said, shows up as a fat ass in practice, Tenuta could take that spot. And, you know, I actually like the pick. I just don't think he's very athletic. I know he's not very athletic. I've seen the scores. So, yeah, there's there's some things to be desired with his, his athleticism, but players have come in with less athleticism and lit it up. So, I could be looking too deep into that. I've already said, you know, that sometimes you got guys who come in and they just kick ass regardless of that. But we're moving on to the next position group, everybody. And that is the defensive end room, the edge rushers, the pass rushers. Uh, now, we got number 40, Von Miller, who I believe will be playing both linebacker and defensive end. Of course, we've already been over that. Don't need to do that again. We have Shaq Lawson, who is going to be very important against the run. 
So I think Doyle is going to take Bakker's spot as long as he's on the pup list. Uh, otherwise, yes, a practice squad guy. I like Tommy Doyle, but I don't think that he's going to take any of those guys' positions. Could be Cody Ford's, but Doyle doesn't have the position flex that Cody Ford does, and they like position flex, so I had to choose one or the other. And I think that Doyle is going to be a guy who they, they put on the practice squad, but he'll be, he'll make the main roster, you know, as long as like Vodka's on the pup list. So that that's a tough one. That was, that was a hard decision for me. Say, so how do you feel about Jordan Phillips getting picked up? Hey, he played well last time I was here. He had nine and a half sacks, so I'm cool with it. I don't think that he was being used right in Arizona, and that's, you know, that's their problem, not ours. So that's a perfect DE group. Thank you. Thank you, my man. Say so Groot is just looking like a monster. Put on muscle. Yeah, he put on like, I think he said five to seven pounds. So, yeah. Yeah. And love Shaq Lawson. Look, Shaq Lawson, when he was here, his last season, those six and a half sacks, that's all effort, right? He, he went out there. He's not an in, 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 uh, elite pass rusher in any way, shape, or form. You know, like Shaq Lawson is a guy who set the edge well, and he got six and a half sacks which is more than any one Bills players had the last three years without him, I believe. So if you look at, uh, or is it two years? I think it's two years without him. Right? So two years, no Shaq Lawson. And the most sacks that we've had from anybody, I think, was five and a half. And it was uh, A.J. Klein. Oh, no, maybe that might have been six. A.J. Klein uh, and um, Mario Addison led the team in sacks. Right? So Shaq Lawson coming back with six and a half. Very good. I'll take it. I'll take it. So cannot wait for the Mayhem Miller going. Uh, okay, so you gotta you gotta be careful with the Mayhem Miller thing, okay? Because there was a UFC fighter back in the day called Jason Mayhem Miller. So when you said that, my mind com- went completely to MMA. So yeah. So I wonder what Epinesa weight is now. I don't know. We'll see. See, so Shaq was good against the run too. Sets the edge. Yo, he's, he's one of the better edge setters in the league if you put him in the right position. Said, I ain't even going front. Diggs looks better or looks bigger too. Diggs might be, but I haven't I haven't, li- I haven't watched any pre- training camp stuff yet, so I'm saving that all for after the show. Said, oops. And Bully Beatdown. There we go. So John knows what I'm talking about. He actually hosts a show on MTV called Bully Beatdown. They would bring, you know, guys who got bullied, guys and girls, and then the bully would fight a professional MMA fighter. Uh, people like Jason Mayhem Miller, you know, he fought some dude. Uh, Michelle Watterson fought some lady. It was pretty, pretty entertaining show. Pretty entertaining show. But uh, AJ Epinesa, I, I think that AJ Epinesa is going to be a good rotational guy. He's also good against the run. He's also pretty solid getting through guys to get to the uh, into the backfield. So I think that he's going to be fine. Of course, Groot and Von Miller are probably going to be the starters there. Boogie's another support guy. This defensive end room has all the tools you need. You have pass rushers. You've got guys who can set the edge. Groot can do both. He can pass rush and set the edge. Plus, he's got a really good wingspan, and his height is up there. So he can actually bat balls and intercept them like he did last year against the Chiefs when he picked off Pat Mahomes, although he you know, probably could have taken it a little further than he did. Can't be mad at that. I really like, um, really like what he brings to the table. But Shaq will be that third down guy. It's third and three. You need somebody out there. It'll probably be him and Groot or him and Vaughn. Maybe even him and AJ to be out there to set the edge to stop anybody. 
See, Allen put on some muscle. Yeah, he did. I heard about that. So that was epic when he beat the bullies. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Hope cornerback Joe Hayden signs with us. Miller Diggs been recruiting. Yeah, uh, I actually saw that earlier today that uh, Miller Diggs and Poyer were all trying to recruit him. So that would be nice. I wouldn't be mad at that at all, especially if uh, uh, Trey White isn't ready to go beginning of the season. But I did hear that Tredavious White was running sprints today in practice, after practice. So we'll see. We'll see. Said the addition of Phillips and Lawson to the D line is an under the radar good signing. They know the system and they produced at their best in it. And they were inexpensive. They wanted to come home. And just that desire right there is like, okay, I'm ready to go home. I don't need a whole lot of money to do it. I just want to be my best self. I went out here. I made my money. Now it's time to get out here. Shaq is younger, you know, so Shaq may be looking to, to revitalize his career. But you know, Phillips. Phillips is almost thirty. He's, you know, he's on, he's on that tail end. You know, he's probably got three or four more years total in the NFL left, maybe. Let's see, wasn't AJ a wideout one time? No, that was Groot. Groot was a wideout. Said the karate hottie Watterson makes me feel all funny. Yeah, she makes she makes a lot of grown men feel funny, buddy. She is a beautiful lady. See, then uh, let's not forget that the group was a group was out for the year prior to the draft, so his production last year was good for a guy who was rusty and out project, and he only saw the field uh, about fifty percent of the time. So, yeah, he had four sacks, an interception, and I think it was two forced fumbles, and a fumble recovery in fifty percent snaps. Granted, he's still going to have around fifty percent snaps because of all the rotation, but you got to look at the the amount of time he played. Versus, you know, his actual production. Some guys are out there 75% of the snaps and they don't do that good. So, yeah. So, John Herring, ditto. Yes. Interesting that Drew Rosenhaus was talking to Bean today. Sounds like Poyer is determined to finish his career in Buffalo. And I hope he does. I hope he does. All right. So, the defensive line. We're good here with the starters. Or defensive ends. The starters. That was my offensive line. We're good with the defensive ends. Time for the next position group, and that is defensive tackles. Now, we all know who the hell the star of the show is, and that's the big man on the left, number 91, Ed Oliver. Number one on your hearts, number 91 on the field. Let's go. Ed Oliver had a, had a nice year last year. He was dominant in some performances. Uh, he was double teamed like a one-tech should be because our one-tech star, Lutalele, had fell off a cliff, and that's why he's not here anymore. He got cut because he had to get cut. Now you got Ed, and you've given him another guy who is a true one technique in number 92, Daquan Jones, who came from the Panthers by way of Tennessee. So he was a he was a Titan for longer, but last year he happened to be with, with the Panthers. Now he's with us. And I think that that's a very good guy to put next to him. See, uh, FGH saying how good how, – how good Groot will be now that he's back in the groove and playing at a higher level. Yeah, exactly. Not only that, but with a teacher like Von Miller. Said Settle had an INT today in practice. Wow. The big man, Tim Settle. That's crazy. Ed Oliver is built different. He's built in Buffalo different, damn it. Let's go. But Ed is a beast. Ed is a beast. He is a 
he's a, he's a steamroller. Right? So you have him at, at three techniques starting. Daquan Jones starting at, at one technique. You got Tim Settle, who can play both. And you have Jordan Phillips, who's more of a three technique. He's big. He's real big. He's like 330. But he plays best as a pass rushing three technique. You can play him at one, but I think that's a disservice to him in your defensive line. He's the guy who's going to get in there and penetrate. I think he'll be the guy who rotates more in with Ed Oliver than he does with Daquan Jones, especially on long passing downs. Like if it's three and 13 and you want to get after the quarterback, you're going to see Jordan Phillips and Ed Oliver out there together. Right? And if it's you know third and three, you might see Daquan Jones and Tim Settle out there because those two big fat bastards can stuff the middle pretty well. It is what it is. Said Ed Oliver and Miller playing side-by-side should be, yeah, it should pay dividends indeed. Yeah, we will see. Uh, I really do like uh, the fact that Von Miller brought that up in in a uh, press conference earlier. I saw the Von Miller and Josh Allen press conference. And, yeah, uh, he always said he had a good one technique like Derek Wolf next to him. So, yeah, I'm happy for that. I'm glad, you know, Aaron Donald's the other one. He always had some dude next to him who was really good at, at the three-tech. And we have Ed Oliver, who is really good at three-tech. So I think that those two will feed off each other quite a bit. Not just that, but if you're running a play where you have a true 4-3 out there or you're running a 3-3-5 three, three, uh, and you have Von Miller behind him and then creeping up next to him, you'll see, you know, like Von Miller, Shaq, Oliver, and, you know, uh, Groot, or you'll see... Von Miller, Daquan Jones, you know what I'm saying. You might see Ed Oliver play some 3-4 if it's a 3-3 or some defensive end if you're running a 3-3-5 at times. I think that, you know, it's really going to be something that you can mix in. See, Oliver Miller play. Yep, we already went to that one. And the combo of Phillips and Oliver on the inside paid dividends in the last or in the past. Ask Dak Prescott. Yeah. (laughs) Ask him. Say Groot. Groot is going to be like a trash collector from Miller and Oliver blowing the trash his way. Yeah, yeah, he'll he'll get a bunch of uh you know sacks that are forced his way, which is good because you want somebody on the other side who can collect those sacks. Well, he'll he'll Leonard Floyd for the from the Rams is kind of the the role that Groot's probably going to play for us. So yeah, calling it now. Miller 13 sacks this year, and it's, it's it's possible. It's definitely possible. We have the coverage guys who have skills to to you know take care of that and keep the uh, get the coverage sacks. But you also have Vaughn, who's just a, a manimal next to Ed Oliver, who's another manimal. You're gonna have to pick your poison on that. You're gonna you're gonna double one or the other because you're not doubling both. That's tough. That's tough. And if you do, you you're getting Groot one on ones. And if you have a blitzing Matt Milano, who you'll probably see blitzing more. Now that you have Phillips and Shaq back, because if you remember back when we had Phillips and Shaq, Milano blitzed a lot more and he got home quite a bit. He had way more tackles for loss. He had, was it three sacks, three interceptions uh, and three fumble recoveries that year? Not to mention all the TFLs. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm liking that. I'm liking that quite a bit. So what about Settles? So Settles is going to be the backup, you know, one tech. You'll also see some three tech, you know, especially if you want to have uh, two guys out there for short third downs or, you know, running off fourth downs. Settle's going to get his playing time. He's not going to be like when he was in Washington and he was, you know, behind five dudes. No, he's he's 
I'd say he's number three in the rotation, uh, depending on situation. Him and uh, Jordan Phillips are 3A and 3B, and it really depends on the situation. Is it A, a run, or is it B, a pass? That That's really where I think that's going to sit. So Miller has so much juice that is hidden until he turns it on at the right time. Yep. So that's how Phillips ha- got nine and a half sacks, otherwise blowing trash his way. Yeah, and I'm fine with that because he got the sacks. Like, you got to get there, and he got there. And a lot of times it, it wasn't that. Like, when we played the Dolphins and he sacked Fitzpatrick, like, that was just him blowing by everybody. Like, damn near unblocked. How do you un- How do you not block him? But, you know, it's all good. He's a big, fat bastard who's nice and fast, and he'll, he'll get there, especially if, you know, Ed and uh, and Vaughn are doing their job on the other side. Cubans will be running for their lives. Yep, they sure will. They sure will. It's it's so nice to be able to sit here and be confident about our pass rush. So nice to have, be able to do that. But we're going to go ahead and move on to the next position because we have been on the defensive line for a while. I know everybody's so excited about it. I'm pumped. It's gonna be it's gonna be dope. It's gonna be dope to see him. Excuse me. But we are moving on to linebackers. Now, you're gonna be surprised by this slide. Fair warning. Right? You're gonna be surprised by it because you're gonna think there's some something missing. I told you earlier. Some guys will not be in their position groups because they'll be doing other things. So here we go. Generally speaking, we run a 4-2-5. It's a 4-3 based nickel package. That's generally where we're in most because most of the time offenses are running, you know, three wide receivers. So when you do that, you want to have three corners in the field. When you have three corners in the field, you're most likely running either four down linemen and two linebackers or three down linemen and three linebackers. Now, I could have put Von Miller on this slide too, in my opinion, but I left him on a defensive line one just in case I'm wrong. So here we go. We have Tremaine Edmonds, number 49. A uh, very interesting year for him, contract year. Uh, he's going to have to ball out. Just below him, number 58, Matt Milano, the uh, the man, the myth, the legend, uh, Instagram model and everything. So handsome. <laughs> the ladies love Matt Milano. That's all I know. My wife tells me about how handsome he is. You can't have her, Matt. She's mine. Uh, then we have number 53, Tyrell Dodson. My man Tyrell Dodson, number 53. I, I really like him as a backup. Uh, as a backup, you you lose Tremaine or Matt Milano for a couple games, he can go in there and he can do their job. Is he as good as them? No. But he can go in there, he knows the defense, and he's able to you know make the reads and play decent. He's not a starter by any means at this point in his career, but that's not to say he can't progress to that. Here we go. Uh, opposing QBs may deploy quicker pass game against our against us because of a D-line. Yeah, but that might be a mistake with our safeties and corners. So Taron Johnson, you know, made it his business to jump quick routes. That's why he, he did so well, as did uh, Poyer and Micah Hyde, which is why they had five interceptions each last year. So, you know, it might not be as easy as that. So Matt Milano was amazing fifth round. Yeah, absolutely he was. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No argument for me. He's he's one of my favorite players on the team. He he doesn't make a lot of noise. He doesn't cry about anything. He doesn't, you know, bitch, moan, and complain. He just goes out there. He does his damn job. So that will put pressure on linebackers. Uh, it might, 
but I think that Milano's, you know, Milano, we all know that Milano's good uh, in coverage. We all know he's good in coverage, so I think we'll be fine there. Plus, you have Terrell Bernard. So if you have a passing down and you want to run three linebackers, you know, you can put him out there and he's solid in coverage. He actually models his game after Milano. So I think we'll be fine. Plus, we also like to run Jordan Poy into the box. Whew, Lord have mercy. Matakevich. Ah, come on, Freddie. You know. You know what I, I said. This one's going to be deceiving because uh, some of the guys are not on a slide with their position group. We'll get there. No worries. But that's our linebacker group. Like that, Those are the guys you're going to see on the field, on defense, at linebacker. right? The other guys are, are, are special teamers. They're linebackers by trade, I guess. But they're special teamers. I have a slide just for them. Okay, so here we go. Next position group. Corners. So as it sits, as it stands, these are my corners. Number 27, Tredavious White. Number 7, Taron Johnson. I know he was 24. He's number 7 now. Looks like I forgot to put Dane Jackson's name on there, but we all know number 30, Dane Jackson, right there in the middle. Cam Lewis I got making this team. Unless we bring in a Joe Hayden, Cam Lewis will be the fifth corner. Kair Elam, number 24. These are my five corners I have making the team. I have five dudes. That's it. Now, I know you guys are missing somebody. Somebody's not here. He's on a different slide. Special teamers. Wonder who's our safe, who our safeties are. Yeah, me too. Jeez, I'm so confused on that one. Said, I agree, Cam to make it. Yeah, I like Cam to make it because, you know, Levi chose to go where he went, right? Then we have Trey, Kair, Taron. Those are your three starters. Dane Jackson is going to be your second, you know, your, your backup to whoever. And if Trey White's not ready for week one, he'll be a starter for then. He'll be CB2. But then I do like Cam Lewis, who changed his name to 30, his number to 39 when Levi left. I think that um, Cam Lewis will be the guy to take that last spot. He's played well. Cam Lewis has played well. Let's let's not uh, you know kid ourselves. Cam Lewis has done a lot more, you know, in the couple years he's been on this team as a you know backup guy. On a practice squad, he's been called up before. He's handled himself well. There's there's nothing there's nothing really to complain about with Cam Lewis. You know, he's a Buffalo guy. He went to UB. I like him. I like him. And if if we don't pick up like a Joe Hayden, I think he makes the team. Even if we do pick up a Joe Hayden, he may still make the team, and they just cut somebody on the spot. You know, it could be somebody, unfortunately, like a Shaq Lawson, who I, I would hate to lose, but it's possible. Or if someone's, you know, on the pup list and they don't want to bring another guy. Like if Ike Bakker is on the pup list and they just choose to keep eight until he, you know, comes back, then Cam Lewis could be that guy. It could be something like that, but I like him. So Dane Jackson, I am a fan of. I am too. I think he very, very solid run run tackler from the cornerback position. He's very good at that. So this is the Isman. You damn right. What's up, Peter? Welcome to the party. Said number 39 is a nice number. Ah, you know, it's okay. 
I have no complaints about it. Better than his old number, 47. It's a weird number, I think. Said training camp, my man. Bill season. Yeah. Right around the corner. Right around the damn corner. I can't wait. Said, love me some Cam Lewis. Like, do Cam Lewis, I think, you know, he I don't think he's ever gonna be a starter, but as a as a second corner, you know, a guy on the roster just to take some reps off your starter to give him some rest. You know, a guy to go out there, if your guy gets hurt, you know, you just need somebody to go out there and can play the position, I'm all for it. OBJ is going to sign with the first team to lose a star receiver. So, like, let's say, God forbid, Stefan Diggs got hurt. Bring in OBJ. If Devontae Adams of the Raiders gets hurt, bring in OBJ. If Cooper Cup gets hurt, bring in OBJ. Like that, He's got that ACL tear. He just tore it in February. So he's not going to be ready till later in the year anyway. He's not going to be ready till December at the soonest. So yeah, it's it's going to be tough for him. He might be some guy somebody that somebody brings in just for the playoffs. But OBJ, you know, he's a guy that somebody can bring in if you need to make a playoff run. So, you know, you lose somebody, you bring him in. Yeah, he's on injury reserve or whatever, you know, you, you don't you don't put him on injury reserve, but you you bring him on a team and you just let them sit to get healthy, and then he learns the playbook, and all of a sudden he comes in and takes care of business. So I, that, that's what he's going to be doing. It's a very solid depth piece for the Bills. Yep, very solid. I, I, I like having solid depth. So, oh, that's right. I'm guessing you're talking about the OBJ part. Yeah. L- late season at the earliest. He is, a, he is, you know, he's one of those athletes that probably can recover pretty quickly, but no sooner than late November, early December. That, that's that's the window of the soonest he can come back. So yeah, I don't I don't see OBJ signing anywhere anytime soon. Then one of our favorite groups here in Bills Mafia, one of our favorite groups, the safeties. The safeties. We got Micah Hyde, second team all pro, number 23. Great leader, good athlete, great instincts. This man right here plays football with his hair on fire. Man lights up the field, knows what he's doing, and that interception against Mac Jones in the playoff, mwah, mwah. You get two of them for that. Great, great, great contribution to this team. Next to him on the right, Jordan Poyer, number 21. First team all-pro this past year. Both these guys had five interceptions each. Jordan Poyer was a better coverage guy somehow, but Hyde was better against the run. Now, Hyde wasn't, or Poyer wasn't much better against the pass, and Hyde wasn't much better against the run, but somehow when they balance out, Hyde had a better uh, PFS score. But no one really cares, right? It is what it is. See. Poyer will be extended soon. Rosenhaus was at the Bills practice today. Hey, I agree. I agree. I got to believe a deal gets done for Poyer. We're better with him. Exactly. And I think that the deal isn't going to be something crazy like, you know, 13 million a year. But I think that he'll make, you know, 10 a year for four years and be done. That'll be his final contract here. Poyer is a hard hitter. Scares me sometimes. Dude. Yeah. Yeah, he wrecks people. So that brought... I bought a Jaquan Johnson jersey. I can't wait to wear it to training camp tomorrow. Hey, man, do your thing, bro. Do your thing. 
Number four. I don't know what you mean. But Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde. Then we have Jaquan Johnson, of course, number 46. And then we have number 31, De uh, DeMar Hamlin. Uh, number 31, DeMar Hamlin. I think he's better in coverage than Jaquan Johnson. Jaquan Johnson is more of a hitter. So if I was to compare these two guys, I'd say uh, Hamlin is more like Hyde and Johnson is more like Poyer, even though their, uh, their grades didn't grade out to say that. Uh, they're great, and neither do Poyers like, and, and Hyde's. Like you, everybody thinks that Hyde is better against the pass, but Poyer rated better against the pass. Everybody thinks that Poyer is better against the run, even though Hyde graded better against the run. So it's one of those things where the player himself on the field, the eye test. I didn't see it on the Bills website. I must have overlooked that. I appreciate that, though. Number four. But, yeah, I think that their, their ratings from PFF, their grades, don't really show what we saw in the eye test when we we're watching these players play. I think that Hamlin uh, compares more to Hyde and Jaquan Johnson more to Poyer. Uh, do I see them taking over their jobs anytime soon? No, I think they're just going to be two reserved guys for now, and we'll probably end up drafting some newer people later because I think Hyde and Poyer are going to play at least another four years here. And unless those guys re-sign for you know a low number, you know, like like uh, Saran Neal did, I don't see those guys sticking around. They'll probably test the market, so we'll see. But I do like both of those players. They both do well for what they're supposed to be doing. Now. Next group. We have these special teams specialists. right? So when I say specialists, I mean the guys who have one special, specialized, specific job. Uh, the only one that doesn't fit that description really. Okay, two of them don't fit the description. Uh, you have Bass. Tyler, number four, number two, over here, uh, kicking field goals and kickoff specialist. What can I say? He's one of the best young kickers in the NFL. Hyde will have to get an extension to be here four more years. Yeah, I want both of them to be here for the the entirety of the rest of their career. They're both thirty one. Extend them to the until the thirty five, and let's have them finish their career here in Buffalo. They can retire then, and we can draft guys a year or two before they're done. And then, you know, find the replacements then. But I do like both those guys. I love them. So Tyler Bass, kickoff specialist. Very good numbers there. Also field goal kicker. He only missed four this past year out of 32. So he was 28 or 32. And he was 100% on his uh, extra points. So, yeah, Tyler Bass, excellent young kicker, doing his thing. No reason to uh, to worry about the kicker position. We had, I don't even think we brought in a a camp leg. I think it's just him. Now, our incumbent punter is uh, well, he's a bum at punting, but he's very good at holding. Now we have Matt Ariza out here, aka Punt God, number 19, who said he's been working on the holding craft for a while. Right? Another thing that he does is line drive kicks when he was in uh, college, right? Because they had to punt the ball that far back. Plus, they're college athletes, so not as many studs. But in the NFL, they're all studs. Right? Everybody's a stud. Everybody here was a beast in college. You're not doing anything like that here because you're giving the guy too much room. You know, the, the coverage team can't get there fast enough because of blocking and so on and so forth. So you have Matt Ariza, uh, I believe, taking that spot and making the proper adjustments to take over as the punter here in Buffalo. And then you have number 69, uh, Reed Ferguson. He's going to make the team. He's not going anywhere. You have to have a long snapper. And we have a really good one. 
So, yeah. Said uh, Bass went two for four from 50 yards plus. No, it doesn't concern me much. We don't, we're not doing a whole lot of field goals. This offense isn't really doing dealing with that. Plus, the year before that, Bass did really well uh, at 50 plus. So, I think it's more of an anomaly than anything. Plus, I believe one of them was like a 58 yarder. And he made a 58 yarder too. So, it's all good. Everything uh, from, you know, he only missed two under 50. So that, that's that's really the sweet spot. You're only going to see somebody kicking 50, uh, 50 plus yarders if the game is on the line. I don't, I don't see. I don't think you'll see that in any other uh, capacity. So no, I'm not. I'm not really concerned with that. Uh, but Reed Ferguson, good long snapper. He's going to be here. He likes it here, and we love him here. Not much else to talk about with this group. I, you know. The obvious, you know, Bass, Punt God, and uh, Reed Ferguson. Now, these are the guys who would have been otherwise in a different position group. They're here as special teamers because that's what they do most of the time. They may see some time on the field, you know, in garbage time. You know, like we saw freaking Tyler Medikavich last year. He had an interception last year. He played well at linebacker, but that's not what he's here for. He's here to play special teams coverage that's what he does that's what he's here for Taiwan Jones and Saran Neal both gunners right they're both gunners and that's why they're here right Taiwan Jones is here to be a gunner could you cut a Zach Moss and keep Taiwan Jones as that reserve guy yeah but he's purely a pass catching running back if you're going to keep him at running back but he's also going to be out there playing gunner so you know while he's you know not a great running back per se he has made a niche for himself on special teams in the NFL, and that's great. Good for him. He's fast, and he's not, he's willing to hit and take a hit, like when he was on the Bills the last time, and he lost his helmet, and he got hit in the head and was bleeding everywhere. I don't know if you guys remember that. He was number 26 at the time. It's before Devin Singletary was on the team. But, yeah, dude's hard nose. He may not be huge, but he's an excellent tackler, and he's willing to, he was willing to put in the work. Saran Neal, arguably the fastest guy on the team. His 40 time doesn't show that, but if you ask anybody in practice, even Isaiah McKenzie, he'll say, I mean, he's not faster than me, but he's the fastest. It's like, okay. All right, Isaiah, because, you know, a little dirty can't, can't let anything go. And then the last guy I have making the roster as a special teamer is linebacker Balin Spector, the ghost man. I got him making the team. Uh, I really liked what I've seen and heard about him. I really like the fact that he's a hard-nosed football kid from a hard-nosed football family. Balin Spector, to me, is a guy who should make this roster, and I think that you know one day he might be a good NFL linebacker. He doesn't have the height of some guys, but he's 230 pounds, right? 230 pounds, and if you look inside his helmet there, I'll put it back up for a second. He reminds me of Paul Puzlesny with the way he looks. So I mentioned that, I think, when I did the uh, linebackers breakdown. But the kid's intense, especially on the field. He knows the position. He knows how to play. And very good tackler. I personally think he just needs to develop some. Uh, he's not going to get any taller, but it is what it is. He's, he's a good player. Whew. And that's my 53-man roster, guys. Man, I tell you what, with this video here, I had a 
What up, Puka? Well, snap, got, got another fan in the crowd. Welcome to the show, boy. I see you. I see you with your sad frog. But, uh, man, uh, got a little late in the uh, the earlier positions there, uh, offensive line, defensive line. But uh, picked it up at the end and really was able to get through some of those. Like the, the special teams guys, they don't really don't take that long. But corners need to be talked about. But if you guys have any questions or, you know, have any comments that, that you want me to address, now is the time, my friends. Now is the time. Because I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Kim. Kim is my dude. It's my dude. Uh, great roster prediction. Is- my FGH. Remember, bro, my name, no H. It's Spanish. But uh, I appreciate it. You guys are, are, are great. And I appreciate all of you guys for being here and, and taking part in my show, showing love. Said I gotta rewatch this. Missed it. Hey, it was fun. It was fun. I think you'll enjoy it. But yeah, I think that you know when when it breaks down, I'll go ahead and go back a little bit, right, and just go over the whole thing, right. So we have quarterbacks: Josh Allen, Case Keenum, running back: Devin Singletary, James Cook, Reggie Gilliam, Zach Moss. That last one could change. Depends on camp. Wide receivers, Steph Diggs, Gabe Davis, Jamison Crowder, Khalil Shakir, Isaiah McKenzie, Tavon Austin. That last one could change depending on how Stevenson looks. But I think he'll be here to mentor Stevenson. Tight end, the big man in the middle, Dawson Knox, OJ Howard, and Jalen Weidemeyer, who I think, you know, is going to outperform his uh, combine performance. I think that that was kind of a fluke due to his sickness. Uh, he said that, and I think he'll have a chance to prove it. Offensive line, Deion Dawkins on the bottom right. Spencer Brown, bottom left, even though those probably should be switched. It is what it is. Ryan Bates, left guard. Roger Saffold, right guard. And the Mitch Morse, center. I think that that line is pretty much set, barring any injuries. Uh on the reserve side of the offensive line, we've got Cody Ford, Ike Botker, Greg Mance, and Questenberry. If Ike Botker isn't available because of being on the pup list or injured reserve, you could see a Tommy Doyle be there, or you could see that roster spot given to somebody else. You could see Cody Ford get cut if he doesn't look good in camp, and Tommy Doyle take that spot, and Ike Botker still be on the pup list and somebody else take that spot. Uh, there's a lot of things that, that could happen to cause uh, somebody else to earn that fourth spot there, whether it be on the offensive line or not. But I think that's going to be eight or nine guys. I don't see us keeping ten. Defensive ends, we have Von Miller, Shaq Lawson, A.J. Epinesa, Groot, and Carlos Basham. I think that Groot and Von will be the starters, so don't don't trip on this whole thing. You'll see Groot takes the biggest spot there because he was our first-round pick there, even though Von Miller is the superstar. Uh, we'll see how that goes with Groot you know, developing. Defensive tackles, Ed Oliver, Daquan Jones, Tim Settle, and Jordan Phillips. I don't think there's much debate there. That's kind of like all we have. I know we picked up a couple other guys. They're young, but I don't see who they're going to unass. You know, last time Jordan Phillips was here, he's 9.5 sacks, and he's the fourth guy on the list. All right, let's be real here. So I don't, I don't see him losing his job to anybody. 
Definitely, maybe. I probably want to have some guests on for that. I think I was supposed to have guests on for this one, but I totally forgot to invite them. But it's okay. It's okay. We'll get we'll get something together with uh, Akeem and Dan Kelly another time. Uh, linebackers starting four, or not starting four, but the starting two plus their two reserves. Right here, we have Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano, backed up by Tyrell Dodson and Tyler or, uh, Tyrell Bernard. Enough said there. Uh, otherwise, Tremaine Edmonds, you know, his roster, or not his roster, his um, his payday, you know, attempt trying to come up. We'll see. Uh, then we have our corners. We have Tredavious White, Cam, uh, Cam Lewis down here is my last guy making it. Of course, we know Kyrie Elam and Teron Johnson are going to make it, and then Dane Jackson in the middle. Those are those four are a lock to me. Tredavious White, Kyrie Elam, Teron Johnson, Dane Jackson. Those guys are a lock for me. And then you have Cam Lewis taking up the, the back end. Sin miedo al éxito Buffalo. All right. So without fear, the great Buffalo. Because éxitos in music is like greatest hits. So I'm guessing the greatness of Buffalo. I'm going to have to translate that one. <laughs> My Spanish isn't so good, bro. I, I speak it, but it's it's like at a seventh grade level. I'm sorry. Said, uh, moving on to the next one, safeties. We all know Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde, ja- Jaquan Johnson, and DeMar Hamlin. I apparently missed that Jaquan Johnson's number is now number four. That's where we're at. The uh, The kick team. Tyler Bass, punt god, and Reed Ferguson, you know, the holder, the punter, right? Then you have the uh, the kicker and the kickoff specialist, and then the long snapper. That's who we have. Then our special teams guys, two linebackers and Balin Spector and Tyler Medikavich, a running back in Tywin Jones, and a, and a cornerback slash safety in Saran Neal, which is why I only had five corners on the cornerback list because Saran Neal is going to be in that group. Uh, he could also make one of the safeties expendable. Like if they don't want to keep Jaquan Johnson, they want to save a roster spot. He could be out, but I doubt it. This is my 53-man roster. Guys, thank you very much. Uh, just wanted to go over, you know, the way I saw it at the end. Uh, if you guys have anything, let me know. But uh, let's go, Bills. <laughs>